Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former D3 student athlete and co-host... Ryan! Cam! Two-man monster flush! Off the inbound! Ryan! Cam! Slam! Jam! Find us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheFinalScore35. There is always plenty to run through, but before we get to it, a word from our presenting sponsor. Team Anders' goal is to serve its clients in finding the home that best fits their needs and make the process simple and fun along the way. They are a team of people who will be in close communication, personally taking care of your real estate needs through technology, marketing, and advertising. Team Anders has served thousands of clients over 30 plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. It is here. It is time. The madness is upon us. Really, pretty much we're going to dive right in tonight. We'll skip a little bit of the usual song and dance up front, but a couple of notes. WTF Tom Brady, you had to Tell the nation that you were coming back, which is not a surprise at all, after you spent a month of vacation with your wife and kids, during Selection Sunday. Really? You had to add to your D-bag legacy by doing that? I mean, seriously? Come on, Tom. I don't know if we covered this last week or not, but Major League Baseball is on. I was kind of actually hoping they wouldn't start until about June, because it doesn't feel like baseball season right now, but so be it. The baseball fans are happy. Well, shout out to the Hope College women's team to make the final four. The last two years, they've had COVID canceled their tournament as a, an undefeated, unbeaten team. They've had one loss in like their last 80, 90-some games. Uh, really good performance this weekend. Good luck to the ladies in Pittsburgh. And because we're going to kind of forego podiums and stuff, uh, just a couple thoughts. Um, big fan of Penn State's coach Shrewsbury and um, their center, Harar. After their um, post-game, when they lost to Purdue in the Big Ten tournament, um, all class, all the way. If you didn't catch that press conference, do yourself a favor and look it up. It's it's the definition of NCAA student-athlete extraordinaire, great teammate, great coach. The credit that he gave, um, Penn State gave it a fight. The Big Ten tournament was really, really good. Uh, hats off to Iowa for their championship. They got hot. They went on a run. They're, they're a sexy pick for some people already. I don't know if I'd be buying that because of some of their defensive efficiency, but is what it is. And I got to ask a question because Ryan asks me this all the time. Why do the Murray brothers for Iowa look like Jackie Moon in the Flint Tropics with eyeliner on? And then, by the way, let's end the introduction with this. Does anyone else want to punch Bohannon square in the face and the next Brad Davidson? All right, I digress. We will do a tee up, even though we're going to skip the podiums, and then we are going to get headlong into the brackets, and of course, a golf segment. So first, we would be remiss on this podcast not to tee up the selection committee for arguable whether Michigan deserved to be in or not. Ryan, what was that stat you told me that if you take away strength of schedule, which of course is part of net? 160th. 160th, they would have been in net. I mean, okay, you want to make an argument for them to be in Plus 500 record in the Big Ten, arguably the best, if not the second best conference. I can get that. But there is no way you can convince me that, first of all, they should get such an easy six. No no offense, Colorado State, but you weren't even the best team in your league. And and Michigan gets you. They get to go to Indianapolis. And meanwhile, Indiana, who beat you and then followed it up by beating Illinois and then lost on a 40-foot buzzer beater, has to play the play-in game? And Rutgers, okay, I can buy them in the playing game, I guess. But, come on, Rutgers had more quad one wins than Michigan. Nobody had the balls to ask the question from CBS, probably because they're trying to get the Big Ten TV contract that renews here pretty soon. I, I just I don't get why nobody point-blank asked them why Michigan didn't get in a play-in game when a similar but probably slightly better Michigan State team had to play in the play-in game against an eventual Final Four team last year. It doesn't make sense to me. If they go on a run to the Sweet 16 or beyond, I'm going to be flat-out pissed. So I'm going to tee up the selection committee because whatever Michigan wants to do in the tournament, great, more power to them. Fine, you got in. You should have been in the play-in game. Don't at me. 
All right, let's move to the brackets. And we're going to do this like we did last year. We're going to go region by region, pick by pick, or game by game. Uh, we'll see how we did. Ryan, you want to introduce the pool real quick? Yeah, let me pull it up here. I mean, I, I, I put it out, I don't know if I put it on Twitter yet. Um, I will do that. I'm trying to, where's it? There's it's in my app site. I know it's the final score, something or other. Final score network. It's on ESPN. So it's the finals, the space, final space score podcast. Um, uh, it's group size um, is three right now. So if you're looking forward, just there'll be three in there. Um, so yeah, we're uh, we're doing that, and please get out, throw it on Twitter as well. No cost to entry. We're working on a prize, so just put in one entry. I would say per. Per person, um, we will dig up a prize of some nature, of some unspeakable value, as as my vice president at work likes to say, um, and we'll make it worth your while to just uh, compete against the picks that Ryan and I are about to share. All right, Ryan, um, get us started. We're going to start in the West, which I personally think is probably the and deepest, definitely the hardest mm-hmm. region. I mean, the deepest region. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you you look at it from top to bottom. You get the number one team in the country. Um, and, and, and the Zaga. overwhelming favorite, they're like plus three fifty yeah, I mean, odds to win the Natty, which, which is crazy because they've never won one. But I digress. Um, I mean, obviously they're the favorite to win, number one overall seed, hot. Um, you know, they played really well. They've got a, a plethora of just really, really good players, NBA talents, guys that are going to be all Americans. Um, Chet Holmgren could be the first pick in the NBA draft this year. Played a harder schedule than they did last yeah, year, they so did. they're a little they bit more battle, teams, battle they're tested. More battle their conference is better. They got three teams yeah. in out of their conference Without this year. Doubt. Without a doubt. But I mean, and like just looking through the rest, you got Memphis, who Who's, you know we've dogged on here a lot. But as they, soon as they shed a money bait, and they got really good. They got high. There's a, there's a stat according to Bartervik, um, good a good um, website for you know predicting college basketball, you know stats stuff like that. Um, ever since Imani Bates left, they are the second best team in America, only behind Gonzaga. So, um, could be a crazy second round so matchup. That could be a, a fun matchup there. And then, then you look at, I mean, UConn's a powerhouse. Arkansas w- with Eric fourteen Wilson, of their last seventeen wins on fire. Alabama can beat anybody at the way they shoot. Texas Tech is unbelievable. I mean, super good. Michigan State has the history. Duke, obviously, this is Coach K's swan song. Um, we'll see what happens. Davidson seems to be a sexy upset pick for people. Vermont, um, super slow, that's value the ball, value up. the possessions. That's a that's a team that can catch a team like Arkansas because they just they they don't turn the ball over. They're, it's kind of like Wisconsin light, if you will, but probably even more efficient. So they've won their last three games by an average margin of thirty six points. UMBC by like forty. In yeah, the, and and they in the this is a big predictor in tournament play. Vermont leads the country in defensive rebounding percentage per Ken Palm. That means that, and Arkansas is a very athletic team, crashes the glass, and they can limit them to one shot, and they are efficient on offense. It could be, this could be a game in the 50s or 60s. It could be fun. You know, it's crazy, too. We, we sit here, Ryan and I still old school, although this is the first time I actually took like a pre printed empty bracket and filled it in as it came out. I mean, forever, I would literally sit there with a blank piece of computer paper or notebook paper. And scribble it down as it came in, and, and make my picks immediately. You look now. I mean, you can overwhelm yourself with how many metrics and stats. And there's a Ryan showed me one today about you know teams who rely heavily on one guy versus teams that don't. Teams that go on the most runs in games but give up the most runs versus those who don't go on as many runs but also don't give up as many runs. All these indicators, all these crazy indicators: offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, Ken Palm, which I've talked about you know, the last couple weeks in terms of that's where your national champion comes from. Top 40 offense, top 20 defense. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's insane. Like you can actually probably overanalyze it. And what I'm going to give you my picks wise is knowing some of that stuff, sure, from doing the podcast and whatever, but it's my initial gut feel for how it's going to go. I've got another bracket for fun later, not to share here, but that um, I did in our own family pool. That's kind of my analytics one. It might have some crazier upsets just based on some crazy analytics and stuff. But um, don't kill yourself with the analytics because there are a shit ton of them, and nobody's gonna, nobody's going to have a perfect bracket. So don't even think Not about possible. it. Not possible. All right, Ryan, run us through and give us your first round winners. 
Wanna, wanna just say wanna just do We can go game by game. Yeah, let's do game by game. All right, Gonzaga. Gonzaga, Georgia State. Uh, Georgia State winner of the Sun Belt. Um they beat Baylor in twenty fifteen turnout where I think they were fourteen or thirteen, can't remember, but they won. I mean they they have a tournament win, but it's not gonna happen this year. Um I think Gonzaga's way too big and athletic for them. They'll probably win by like twenty plus, I would think. Um going away. Um Gonzaga second round. Yeah, Gonzaga. Gonzaga wins that game easy, and I'm going to try to pull up some of the the odds as we go in some of these tighter games. It's not. Um, it's not close. If you no. use DraftKings, they got a boost on Gonzaga plus a hundred to win. So <laughs> a whole hundred. I mean, that's plus a hundred to win against Georgia State. They were minus ten. Well, that's true. That's true. So, that's true. Good point. So that's pretty good value if you use that um, app there. Uh, moving on second game there. I think we're, that's out in that Portland. Is that where they're playing? I believe so. Yeah. Um, Boise state in Memphis, interesting matchup Boise state, you know, they they won the, the the mountain West, um, you know, had a pretty good season. Former Gonzaga assistant as the head coach, um, Leon Rice, um, head coach and at Boise, Memphis is playing really well without Amani Bates. They have, I mean, there's no doubt how much talent they have on that team. It's just a matter of putting it all together. I think, um, I think we get our first up. My uh, my first upset, I guess you could call it nine over eight, which is basically fifty fifty, anyways. But it technically yeah, the nine is, actually wins more than the eight. Technically, is advised. because they're lower seed. I'm gonna go Memphis here. I think they ride the wave and mm-hmm. get to play Gonzaga. Well, and and they're an underdog by seed, but not by points. They're no, favored by two they're, and a half on FanDuel. They're superior. They're yeah. superior. Mem- Memphis. Now. I've got Memphis as well. I think they're going to win probably fairly handily. Uh, getting down here, we're in Buffalo. Um, UConn staying in the Northeast versus a pesky New Mexico State team. They, that, I believe, probably the last time they were twelve. I think they were twelve. Two thousand nineteen took Auburn down to the buzzer and almost had a chance to win it. Lost. Um, a close one, and then Auburn obviously went to the Final Four, lost by one to Virginia. Um, and then 2010, they were a 12, and Michigan State hardly beat them. Um, typically, so yeah. a, 12, good team. a 12 typically beats a 5, although lately, the stat is lately, a 13 has beaten a 4 more often than a 12 has beaten a 5. But 12 fives, I mean, that's an interesting one. UConn is favored by just seven, um, and a team that's got to come across the country from New Mexico to Buffalo. That's not easy. I don't know if it's an early game or not. I think they screw those West Coast teams a little bit, but um, I got UConn on this one, although I do think um, that I'm not sure that they'll cover that seven. Yeah, I think it'll be close. I think UConn wins. I think that they're well coached. I, I, I am a Danny Hurley fan. Um, Jeff Walgren Jr. Yep, yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of him. Um, I think he he's got a really good team. Um, I'm going to go with the Huskies here. Is that what you got? Yeah, I got UConn. All right, moving on. The game that we were just talking about, Arkansas and Vermont. I think this is the biggest chance for an upset in this um, in this region here. On this initial thing, I picked Arkansas, but I'm going to say Vermont. Um, I think, I mean, they've won. They beat Kansas. No, that wasn't Kansas. Who did they beat? Syracuse, I think, 2005 tournament. Yep. I think it was 13 versus 4. Um yeah. Might have been even fourteen yeah. versus three. No, it was no, it was thirteen four because Michigan State played Vermont when there were five. That's right. Um, so, I think it's going to happen. I think the Catamounts get it done. They're, I think this, they've been really good for a while, and this is apparently their best team out of them all. Um, and mm-hmm. Arkansas could be vulnerable. I mean, they, I mean they had played well, but I don't know. So the slow, a lot of good wins. I mean, fourteen and and three over the last seventeen. The slow pace is what. Kind yeah. gets me. Slow teams have a knack for dictating games. I mean, if you think way back into the 90s, Princeton almost beat Georgetown. It was almost the first 16 to beat a one because they slowed the pace. Um, tempo can be dictated a lot easier when you get out of conference. Um, and Ryan kind of stole my thunder because Vermont was one of my big first upsets across the board. Um, I like them. They're only a five-point underdog anyway. Um, so clearly Vegas thinks it's going to be close. I just think their style of play can can give a team like Arkansas fits. Now, would it surprise me for Arkansas to win and win big? No, because they've got that kind of talent and that ability. They played in a very tough SEC, but I've got Vermont in this one as well. Uh, moving on, the Crimson Tide. Um, Jekyll and Hyde, that's basically what they are. They could be beat anybody, they could lose to anybody. Um, and then they're going to play Notre Dame, Rutgers. Where I'm, and I'll pick that game. I'll pick Rutgers to win. I think Rutgers is going to get that dub, and I think they're going to have a really good chance against Alabama. 
um, if Alabama's not if Alabama is slightly off, I think Rutgers really will win, but I think Alabama's going to be locked in because they played poorly in their first SEC tournament game. I think it'll be a close. They played poorly lately. Yeah, I think, the, they'll, I think they'll be locked in. I think they get the win. I think it's going to be close over Rutgers, though. Um, yeah, Alabama is very much one of those teams because they shoot a lot of threes. It's like threes or dunks. If you're a they're team no that relies team. so much on threes and you're shooting 25, 30 threes a game, if you're cold... Night, night. But if you're hot, you're going to beat anybody any night and you shoot that kind of high, you know, high percentage amount of three balls. So, um, you know, for me, I Rutgers Notre Dame is a very, like, almost a half point or a point spread be between game. the two. That's going to be like a really it. good game. Um, I have Rutgers winning that. Not that we're picking that for this purpose. And then I actually have Rutgers beating Alabama. Um, I think the Big Ten is due to make a little bit of noise and redemption after last year um you know nobody better than a three seed but some teams that i think can sneak up on you and, and Rutgers is one yeah uh and then moving down texas tech uh versus montana state msu the bobcats um pretty good team but texas tech literally the best def- defensive team in the country mm-hmm. per everything uh, efficiency stats wise you know holding opponents field goal percentage um you know turnovers forced all that stuff I think they win. I think it'll be lower scoring, like low 70s to like, I think it'll be like 71-50. Like not, take the under in this one. Yeah, and a 15-point favorite, Texas Tech, the under, by the way, is 132.5 on FanDuel. Um, Yeah, I don't even think this is going to be close. I think Texas Tech rolls with this particular game. Moving on to our squad, the Michigan State Spartans playing the Davidson Wildcats, the Foster Lawyer Bowl. Everyone and their brothers picking Davidson. And you, normally I'd be like, oh, this is concerning. I'm not concerned about this game at all if I'm Michigan State. You know, I don't know why. Davidson has not played a team that is as physical as Michigan State is, as athletic as Michigan State is. Except for Alabama. Except for Alabama, but Alabama... That, athletic, not as physical, probably. No, Alabama's not physical. Michigan State doesn't shoot 38 threes. Right. The, Michigan State is going to be physical with them. They're going to... Push them around. I think Michigan State wins this game by double digits. I think it's going to be closer while the Michigan State pulls away at the end, um, ending Davidson. I, I mean, Davidson's favored in this game by, I think, a one and a half. No, Michigan right now. State's favored by one on FanDuel. Okay, they switched it because it was one and a half, Davidson. Money shifting to Michigan State. And look, Foster Lawyers knows Michigan He's State, not gonna but do Michigan anything. State knows He's Foster not Lawyer. They're not going to beat Michigan State on athleticism. They slow the game down. They have a very unique offense. They definitely have some good three point shooters. Again, I'm one of those teams where, yeah, if they get hot and they make, you yeah, know, they're hard to beat if they're they hot. make twelve out of twenty four threes. I mean, there's a very good chance for an upset because Michigan State, although Michigan State's top twenty in three point shooting percentage in the in the nation, that would surprise and Michigan their defense State fans. is one of the best. And their defense is one of the best. So, I think the closeness of this game depends on how much Tyson Walker can go. I mean, AJ Hogard played out of his mind against Purdue, best we've ever seen him play. Hurt literally 20 seconds later with what appeared to be a worse sprained ankle than Tyson Walker. Gutted it out, played I think a career high 34 minutes, had 17 points, 10 assists and zero turnovers. Did miss about 5-6 bunnies at the rim, that's nonetheless. He kept Michigan State in that game. No doubt he can control Foster Lawyer, but I think they need that one-two punch with Tyson Walker, especially when it comes to the Duke game. It's all about getting downhill um, on these guys. They have yeah. bad dribble drive. Defense. They don't let you run out on them much, so Michigan State's going to have to be you know, pretty efficient there. I think you know, they don't have a big that can compete with Bingham. If Marvel can kind of regain a little bit, he looked pretty fatigued by the time they played Purdue. But uh, Bingham's playing the best basketball of his career, which often happens for big guys for Tom Izzo in the last few games of their career. So... I think Michigan State runs this as well, um, if not by close by double digits. Is Duke on a downward trend? Well, yeah. I They're mean, favored by 18.5, but yes, of. they are. I mean, they got waxed by North Carolina. They got waxed by Virginia Tech. And those are teams that play hard. North Carolina isn't deep. Virginia Tech isn't very deep. Um, they just played hard. And Pucker factor is real with knowing that. And the next loss is Coach K's last game. They don't want – They want. I mean – and unless they win an Addy, they're going to send them out with a loss. But it's not going to be in this game, guys. No, Cal State, Cal State Fullerton is not great. I mean, they no. they played like I don't think they played any tournament teams this season, and and I mean they lost. I mean the, the best teams I played. I looked at their schedule earlier. I think they lost to like Santa Clara by ten. Um, like this, this is not San Diego by five. Like not, not great teams. Um, 
Duke wins this one. I think they blow them out. Um, they get to the to the second round for how many times do have as Michigan State played Duke? Don't you have it on your sheet right there? Oh yeah, Michigan State has played Duke. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Actually, less than we thought. We were lamenting the fact that we're always with Duke. We've played them four times in in the Michigan State's twenty four year run here. They've been in the Final Four together a few times. Um, last beat them in 2019 in the Elite Eight. Um, obviously, no tournament in 2020, 2021. Had no Duke. Before that, they played in the Final Four in 2015. Duke won. Um, lost to them in the Sweet 16 in 2013. And then you have to go all the way back to 2005 when Michigan State beat them. When they were the number one seed, Michigan State was a five seed um, that year in the Sweet 16. So it... It feels like Michigan State plays Duke a lot. We we Michigan State fans certainly think so, but um, maybe a little bit more lately. But we shall see what happens. And let's get to quickly to the to the rest of that. Zag and Memphis. Uh, I think this is gonna be a really good game um, if we get it. Um, I think it's gonna be a close one. But Gonzaga is going to win because they're superior. They're better coached. That's not even close. Home, Gonzaga wins. home home team home court advantage. Gonzaga to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, we both got UConn, Vermont, the battle of the Northeast in the Northeast, um, cold. I'm going UConn. They get to the Sweet 16 for the first time in probably a long time, probably since 2014, since they've won it all, I would think. Yeah, it could be. I got UConn as well in that game. Then I've got Bama versus Tech. I think Texas Tech just squeezes the air out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet, another Sweet 16 for Texas Tech. Yeah, I got Tech and, and Rutgers, and I also have Texas Tech advancing. Michigan State-Duke. Um, weird matchup both ways because Duke doesn't play great defense. Um, they're, they're a little lazy. They have great offensive firepower. They're very hard to guard. They're big. Michigan State, um, Jekyll and Hyde um, all season long with what team's going to show up. I'm going to say Duke's going to win just because they are superior, um, you know, in just terms of talent alone. But I think it's going to be a, a, a fight. It's going to be like the Michigan State-Purdue game the other night. It's going to be a game that, you know, in the, in the last two minutes you're like, okay, like it's going to be a one-to-two possession game. And I think Duke will end up squeaking one out. Um, and Coach K lives another game. Yeah, as much as I would like to be the team that puts him in yeah, retirement. It would be, I would love nothing more yeah. than to end his career, but I just don't see Michigan State's happen. playing probably, arguably, the best it's played in quite a while lately, even with that Purdue loss, but I just, I'm just not sure. Again, if Tyson Walker's back and he's healthy, maybe, because I don't know that Duke necessarily, they have more size, but I don't know that they... They have the speed. Their and, defense is really bad. So, you know, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think it would be a pretty decent game, but I think Duke wins that one as well. So we got Gonzaga-UConn, Ryan. Uh, I'm going with the Zags yeah. all on the West Coast. But UConn, when they won the championship in 2011, twice they were on the, the West Coast. Yeah, twice um, I believe they have. Yeah. Um, and then Texas Tech-Duke we both have. I've got Mark Adams and the Red Raiders ending Coach K's career with a, another suffocating defensive performance. Yep, same. I got Texas Tech winning that. And then Gonzaga, Texas Tech. Yep. Um, I'm going to continue on my suffocating de- defense here. Texas Tech rides it to the Final Four. Texas Tech was the team that stood between Gonzaga and the Final Four in 2019. 2019. Same thing, a three yep. and a one, yep. I believe. I, um, I'm going to stick with the, the nation's favorite, and I'm going to go with Gonzaga because I uh, tip tip my hand here. I think that they're it's it's finally going to be their season. So we both I have Gonzaga, Ryan has Texas Tech out of there. All right, let's move to spot number two in the East region. Um, some general overall thoughts, Ryan. Yeah, um, I mean, looking at it, um, North Carolina I think is is underseeded. Um, I mean, they the ACC wasn't strong, um, but they're good. They're they played well lately. Um, I think they're tough. Team. UCLA is also underseeded, yeah. I believe. UCLA, they they have the experience to back it up. Um, really good. Texas is absolutely on a snide. They've lost three in a row coming in. I don't. Virginia Tech, the Hokies, um, on fire. Um, I like that. Think about Texas though. Can Chris we, Beard, he big, plays my, defense. My biggest question in this is: Can we trust the Boilermakers? We'll find out here in a minute. All right, I'll go first here. Baylor, Norfolk, and Way State. 
Uh, Norfolk State beat Missouri as a 15 yes, once in year. Yes, they did. 2011, I believe. Yeah, but um, that's not going to happen here. Although, maybe looking at it, it might be the most likely opportunity for a 16-1. Uh, but Baylor's favored by 21 and a half. Um, I think they're honestly, you know, they're clearly the number four, number one seed with where they're, you know, matched up bracket-wise. But, I mean, it would not shock me at all to see Baylor go on another run. Baylor wins this one going away. Yep, I agree. Baylor. Um, UNC Marquette. Uh, Marquette had, I think, played a little bit better earlier in the season. Shaka has taken his third team out of the tournament. North Carolina has come on strong as of late, the way they kind of handled Duke in the face of that, you know, Coach K retirement adversity. Um, you know, slipped up in the ACC tournament, but I think that they've got a team that can make some noise. They're athletic. They're big. Um, if they get hot, they're a pretty good team. Um, I've got North Carolina winning that game, and they are a three-point favorite on FanDuel. Yeah, to me, I, the way that Marquette's been playing and the way North Carolina are playing are complete opposite, and I'm going to go with uh, Tar Heels going away here. I think double-digit victory. Next play-in game, Wyoming and Indiana. An interesting side note, Indiana has to play in this play-in game because the bracketing rules say they couldn't play Notre Dame because they already played them this year. They couldn't play Rutgers because they're in the same conference. You want to hear the best part about it, though? Indiana and Wyoming play at, I think it's 9-10 tomorrow night. The winner has to fly to Portland to play at 6-40 Eastern time, so at 3 in Portland. Yeah, that's, that's Unbelievable. Ridiculous. I mean, come on. You know, you want to punish a team, again, punish a Michigan who barely squeaked into the tournament. Don't punish an Indiana who made a good run to get themselves in the tournament. By the way, I'm I'm going Hoosiers in that game. Yeah, I mean, I think Indiana beats Wyoming. And actually, in the St. Mary's, uh, as a a good five seed. But I think, honestly, I think... uh, TG, TJD, baby. That'll be interesting. Um, I mean, I have St. Mary's here. But I just as easily could see Indiana. I mean, we don't have the spread for that game. But um, sort of mom. Mom picked the Hoosiers I got the Hoosiers. All right, UCLA, Akron. I mean, Akron is kind of what they were the three seed in the MAC. Yep. MAC teams, you know, have historically had some decent had good runs. Years. Good years. Um, Toledo kind of got stung and they lost in the semis there. They were the number one team all year long, although they almost lost to Central in the quarterfinals. CMU, fire up chips. Um, and then they got kind of waxed um, by Akron, right? No. Who did they, who I think did it was Akron. Yeah. yeah, Akron. So they were the four seed because. Um, Kent State, State Ohio was a 2-3. So, anyway, that's a lot of stuff for there's no way in hell they're going to be UCLA. No, UCLA, Mr. Jaquez, I think, is going to arrive once again. I mean, UCLA had a battle with a very good Arizona team in the Pac-12 finals. UCLA is going to walk. This one. Texas, Vatek, you know, that's easy. that's a super interesting one. Um, Texas is favored by one right now. Vatek, obviously they won four in four days. First ACC title ever. First conference tournament championship of any kind since 1979. Um, they just play tough. They don't have any superstars, but they play tough. They play really well, really hard together. Texas, like I said, they're not playing well. Virginia Tech is playing well. Second double-digit seed out of the, um, East Region 2 the round of 32 by me. Yeah, you know, I've got I've, I've got Vatech, but I'm just going to tell you, Texas is one of those handful of teams that actually falls into that top 40, top 20 rule on Ken Palm. Texas, 32 offense, 13 defense. I mean, so do not let it surprise you to see them win and maybe make a run, but that said, hot teams going in. I, I heard a stat the other day. I don't know that Texas lost their – did they lose the first game of the conference tournament? Uh, teams that lose the yeah, first they they lost the, their first conference tournament game don't win the national championship. Not that Texas would anyway, but um, I'm going to go with Vatech in that as the tiebreaker. Purdue Yale, that's easy. Uh, Purdue uh, they're way bigger. They're way more athletic. As good as Yale is in the in the Ivy League, I I just don't. I can't even. But see can it. Purdue get out of its own way? Because here's the thing: Ivy leaving his feet. Ivy leaves his feet. The offense bogs way down when it becomes him dribbling the hell out of the ball. I feel like I'm watching AJ Hogard light, or, or somebody at work today said Ja Morant. Wannabe. He is like Ja Morant. Um, he he tries to do too much himself. He ends up on the floor nine times out of ten. Falling. He's writhing he around. Get doesn't hurt. get doesn't get back on defense. That's what scares me about Purdue. I want to believe. I said earlier in the season in December that Purdue was the best team I had seen this season, top to bottom. 
I don't know. They've they've stumbled as of late. It's not the time to stumble. Purdue hasn't been to a Final Four since 1980. Gene Cady's first year. We're getting ahead of ourselves. That ain't going to happen this year either, but Purdue will beat Yale. Yeah, I got the same thing. Racers this is intriguing, in USF. Intriguing matchup. Mm-hmm. The Dons, first tournament since 98, I believe. Uh, Murray State only has two losses. I think this is one of the, I think this is the most intriguing game to me in this in this first round, aside from Texas and Vatek here in the East. Um, easily could pick the Dons. I think they're mm-hmm. they're they're a really good team. They're only a one and a half point dog. But Murray State is an, an athletic just and they they win. They know how to win, mm-hmm. and I, that goes a really really long way um, in, in these turns. And both of these teams have not played for a couple weeks, um, which may hurt them um, at the off the beginning. But they both but they're both in the same, same boat. So I'm going with the low the high seed uh, Racers too. This round of 32. I'm going the Racers as well. And then you got Kentucky St. Peter's to end it out. Kentucky's an 18 point favorite. Yeah. That's not even close. Kentucky will yeah, have Kentucky, time. Kentucky, Baylor. All right, Bay- we both have Baylor playing North Carolina. I've got Baylor. I think that will be a very good game. Yep. But um, I think Baylor gets it done in the end. I have the same thing. Um, you have Indiana. Technically, for this, I have St. Mary's, although I do think Indiana could win, and I'll be rooting for the Hoosiers. But um, regardless, both playing UCLA, who you got? Let's go Bruins, baby. Yeah, UCLA's got them. What's, um, the, what's the old somehow box? coach more oh hep hep Cronin they got old bag they're gonna show him on TV again <laughs> yeah Cronin who also happens to coach if you look at him closely Hope women's team or vice versa look they look like they could be lost brothers from another yeah. mother UCLA is, is they're underseated they're gonna they're going to the Sweet Sixteen yet again yeah we both have Vatek and Purdue I've got Purdue um, close. as much as I said Same, all that stuff close. but I. I think Purdue's just got too much firepower. I think they're going to kind of find it. I think I think they're feeling pressure, and yet, in some ways, they're not because they're only a three seed. Um, so I got Purdue in this game. Yep, I do too. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll probably be low scoring, sixties. I think Vatek has a chance to win this, um, but I'm going to go with the Boilermakers. I think they're, I mean, they're way bigger. I mean, they can just Trayvon Williams. I think they just need to feed him the ball. Yeah, he's a stud. And he's then a, the battle of uh, Kentucky and Indianapolis, yeah, Murray State, and Kentucky. Is, Interesting, but I mean, Kentucky does have probably the national player of the year in Oscar Sheboy on their team, an absolute walking rebound. I think it'll be pre- like pretty close within like 10, 12 points. But I just, I, Kentucky is, they're really, if they're healthy, they, I think, I mean, you'll, you'll find out in a minute, but yeah. I mean, I, they are really, really good I got Kentucky well, on both sides one. of the ball. Um, my first probable upset of a number one, I've got UCLA taking out Baylor Did in the Sweet 16. Me? Nope. I've got the Bruins as well. Um, seasoned, um, and Baylor's dinged up. Chama Chachwa, their best interior defender um, and key player last year on the championship team, out. And then LJ Cryer, status in doubt. He's their leading scorer. Um, I think that bites him in the butt against a really, really high-powered offense with Johnny Juzang, who can just get buckets in the mid-range, and then Jaime Hakwas, it's a 6-8 matchup nightmare um, to go with a lot of really good pieces um, elsewhere on that squad. Yep. Then Purdue and Kentucky, which I think is going to be a heck of a battle. Um, kind of strength v. strength, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. But I, I think, I don't know, I just think Purdue's snake bit. I think Kentucky, even though they've faltered a smidge down the stretch in the SEC uh, in the tournament and stuff, I've got Kentucky winning that game. As do I. Um, I think it, I don't think it's going to be close. I think I think that um, Kentucky's big, I mean, severe Wheeler. If he's playing that guy, he's a little bulldog. He's like five nine, like two hundred pounds. He's. I think that he's just going to lock up people, and he's going to he's just going to bully people um, on defense. And I think I think Kentucky will win that by double digits. To be honest with you, I, don't, I think Purdue. I've been out on him for a little bit now, and I think that. I mean, it's another. We're two for two on Big Ten. I mean, Purdue's the furthest team we have going so far in the Big Ten out of however many, but um, out out of three so far, and I don't think they get past the Sweet Sixteen. No, I don't either. Um, and then UCLA Kentucky battle the Blue Bloods. They've played yep. in this round before. They've yep. played in Final Fours before. Um, you know, two of the storied programs in NCAA history. I've got the Bruins getting to the Final Four. I'm going opposite. I've got the Wildcats ride the wave. Cal gets back to the Final Four for the first time since he was undefeated in 2015 and then lost to Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah, and a shocker. Who then lost to Duke in the finals, right? Yep. 
All right, moving to the Midwest. We've got Arizona playing the winner of Wright State and I can't even read my own writing. Um, Wright State and Bryant. Bryant's Bryant, good. Bryant, right, yeah. Um, Wright State, though, is playing in their backyard. I mean, Wright State's in Dayton, Ohio. That's a kind of a strange 16, if you ask me. Um, yeah. The, because usually the, the, Ryzen, the, the usually Ryzen League is usually like a 14, a sometimes maybe a 13. Um, yeah. So, interesting... I, regardless, I mean, Arizona had a key injury. Um, I don't know how long he's out, but, you know, guy, a key guard for them went down in the Pac-12 tournament. Um, you know, I first of all, I think probably Wright State wins between them and Bryant, and then I think Arizona wins. And Arizona, they're not on the board because they don't, they're, they're playing a play-in. So I'm sure they'll be a 20-plus point favorite. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to pick Bryant because they have the number one score. To beat Arizona? Yes, to beat, no, to beat Wright State. they got the number one score in the nation, Peter Kiss, Rutgers transfer. Um, and then Arizona, uh, the blow them out. All right. Seton Hall, TCU, good 8-9 game again. Yeah, like the key it. stat is that nines actually beat eights. Jamie That's Dixon. the most common upset. The nines beat eights more often. Um, that is, let's see. Oh, we can Same find it here. Looks. It's gonna probably a pretty close spread, I would have to imagine. I'm going Horn Frogs. Um, Seton Hall has just been kind of a, a roller coaster all year in my mind, um, and I just don't see it working. TCU's a good defensive team. Jamie Dixon's been to the tournament 13 out of 18 or something times. He's seasons he's coached. Yeah, and I think I said that this was the Midwest is actually the South bracket. Sorry yep. about that. Um, yeah, TCU is, oh, that's as close. It's a, basically a pick and Seton Hall is favored by a half point. I've got Seton Hall. Okay. Um, Houston and UAB. Interesting. Very interesting game. Houston's Houston. another one of those teams in the top 40, top 20. In the Ken, Ken Palm, Palm, top. Ken Palm loves them. They're two. I think they're two in net. To, or yeah, top they're, five they're in up net. They're up there. Bartervik, they're two. Um, Interesting game. UAB, number one, uh, Jordan Walker um, is a name to remember. I think he made like 100 plus threes this season, something crazy, like just a sniper. Um, UAB is a really good team out of Conference USA. They, they um, you know, played really well all year. Coached by Andy Kenny. I think he was the former, was he, was he at uh, Ole Florida Miss? State? He was, wasn't he at Florida State? He was at Ole Miss too, yeah. yeah. When they won in the tournament. Oh, it was Pat there. Kennedy that was at. Florida State, not yeah, and he's a, he's a good coach, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think this is gonna be a close game. But my gut tells me Houston's gonna win this due to their due to their defense. I think it'll be lower scoring, favored by eight and a half. Um, I think that, that um, UAB will cover that. I think it'll be like a two possession game. Um, yeah, and Houston plays close games. It is one of those five twelve games that you want. Often teams, you know, you want to go for an upset, but I'd stay away from that in this one too. Yeah. I'm got got Houston. Um, Illinois against now, formerly UT one. Chattanooga, now just Chattanooga. Now this the one, there's a chance. Illinois is favored by seven and a half. Um, here, what's that stat that you gave me, or we saw Ryan about Curbelo? Like some insane stat when he plays a certain amount of minutes, um, Illinois is actually a worse off. Like if he plays more than fifteen minutes a game, they, that's when they lose their games. To be honest, I mean he missed thirteen games with concussions this year and. I think a couple games with yeah, COVID protocol too, but um, crazy stat though. Basically, the net of that is that we kind of were trained to think that they were better with Curbelo, but in reality, Illinois is better when he plays less. I mean, he missed okay. a tough but a point blank layup to beat Indiana in the Big yeah, Ten tournament. I found the stat here. Illinois is three and six when Andre Curbelo plays twenty plus minutes. Six and two when he plays fewer than twenty minutes, and thirteen to one when he is out of the lineup. Uh huh. Interesting. So I mean, I think Chattanooga is one of those intriguing thirteens. You know, we said it earlier up on top. They're the thirteens, really thirteens are beating fours more at more pace than twelves, fives right now. But um, that said, I I really like Illinois, and I think that um, Illinois is going to win. I, yeah. I think they got something to prove. Yeah, Kofi. Yeah, they can't handle it. Now, the next game is the BS of the BS of the century. Again, we talked about it. Fine. You want to let them in? Fine. I would argue that they didn't deserve to be in. I get it. You can't just look at record. I get it. There were two games that were supposed cupcakes that they didn't play, but but still. But still. 17 and 14. Only five of those wins against quad ones. I just... They lost to Seton Hall. They got throttled by North Carolina. They lost to UCF. Uh, who else did they lose to? That's a 
a good tournament. We got wrecked by Arizona when Arizona I just, was not great. I don't buy it. I especially don't buy this where they are. They're so they're the eleven seed and they're favored by two and a half points. If that tells you all you need to know, and they're, they're going down the road in Indy. While Colorado State has to come across and, and play the, the noon 12, game, 15, which, which is, is 10, 10 o'clock, 10, 15 Mountain Tell time. me that they don't like Michigan. So I'm sorry, you can at me all you want on this because I don't have any social media, but Michigan got a favorable, they got in because they're Michigan, they got a favorable draw because they're Michigan, and because CBS likes matchups. It's why Jim Nance and Raft and Hill always follow Duke wherever they go in the first rounds. That's why Michigan got in. There, let's just break off on a little bit of a tangent here. I talk often with a guy at work who's a huge NCAA hockey fan, played hockey in college. The NCAA uses a thing called pairwise for hockey. You know where you stand, period. Year, game and game, series and series, you can watch where you flow on their ranking chart. You know, Minus a couple teams that maybe kind of spoil it and they get in because of conference tournaments. It's your ranking system. It's your seeding system. And... You know, as sure as I do, that that could easily exist for college basketball. But then Jerry Palm and Joe Lenardi and Andy Katz and Seth Davis and all these talking heads would have nothing to talk about for all these months and all this speculation and all this pissed-off water cooler talk the Monday after Selection Sunday. Get it right, take the human element out, and do this on a thing like pairwise. Not net, because net's ridiculous. RPI was way better. Get pairwise, stop with this nonsense, get the right teams in the tournament. Period. That said, yeah. I gotta agree. I don't think that I think Colorado State's Colorado got State's they've got, got a really good player. David Roddy's really good. There's no that's way it. They, don't, they get nothing not else. They, they can't guard Hunter Dickinson. Mm-hmm. I mean they can't. Nope. Yeah, Michigan's are gonna get this win and I think it's not even gonna be close. They got they got the best they got the best draw of any Big Ten team, I believe. They probably really did. I mean, aside from being a high seed, I think they did. Ridiculous. Um, Tennessee um, versus Longwood. Longwood. I don't think this is going to be close. As Polo said, that's their name sounds like a locker room joke. Longwood. Yeah, Tennessee is playing really, really well right now. That continues. Favored by 17 over Longwood. That yeah, continues. Tennessee gets that one. Intriguing matchup here. Tough like one for it. Ohio State. Loyola as a 10, undervalued. Ohio State is a 7 right now, probably with their injuries and the way they played down the stretch, probably overvalued. Um, Ohio State's only a one-point favorite here. They got stung, if you remember, last year as a two-seed in the first round to 15 Yeah, does that leave a Robert. sour taste in their mouth where they're like, we're not losing again? I don't I'm know. I'm going to say Loyola's too ex- does, experienced. but Loyola, they, they're not playing some team that they can walk all over. Loyola is, they're going to control the pace. They're going to play Sister really Jean's hard Sister Jean's going to prey on Loyola, and Loyola's going to gonna, They're not going to turn the ball over. They're gonna take smart shots. The next Michigan State coaches. They're their not coach. gonna. They're gonna do one and done for the other team. They're gonna get the first rebound. And I, Ohio State's not. If they're not healthy, which I'm banking on them not being healthy, Loyola wins another tournament game over a Big Ten team. Yeah, last year it was Illinois. I agree. I got. I've got Loyola as well. And then you got Villanova, Delaware, the Blue Hens, the Fighting Tyler Coopers. Um, Let's see. So I'm trying to find the Nova is favored by 15 and a half. They can play different paces and different styles of game. Villanova is an interesting team that they could go early or they could go far. I have them winning this game for sure. Yep, me too. All right, next round. Arizona, you have TCU, I have Seton Hall. I've got Arizona. Not even going to be close. Not even worth talking about. Illinois-Houston, very intriguing matchup. Um Illinois is on the cusp in the top 40, top 20 realm. Houston, as we said, Ken Palm loves them. They're right there. Houston has a bad taste in their mouth for blowing it against Michigan a few years ago um, in the tournament, but they did beat Rutgers last year, and they got to the Final Four. I don't know. I think the buck stops here. Illinois gets the win. Yep, same. Um, Michigan against Tennessee. Uh, this is where it ends for Michigan. Tennessee is Tennessee's a guard very good defensive team good. and a pretty good offensive team as well. They're they're hot. They're playing really well right now. Cream sickle all the way for any other reason except for the fact that I also just don't think Michigan deserves to be here. So right. I got Tennessee. And then Loyola Villanova. This is where I think Loyola's grinder. run ends. I think it'll be a grinder. Would not shock me to see them win, but I think Villanova gets the dub here. Same. All right. Get chalk. Sweet 16, Arizona against Illinois. Rematch. Arizona. 
in a rematch of a 2005 epic game as well. 2008 um, Elite Eight. Yep. I think uh, Arizona gets this game. I think it's going to be a great, great game. I think they're actually pretty well matched size-wise, but I think Arizona gets this one done. Yep. Nova, Tennessee. Tennessee. Nova. I got Tennessee. I got Nova. Tennessee getting the Elite Eight, I think, for the first time since Michigan State beat them in, what, 11, they never 10? made a Final Four. Yep. Uh, well, women's, but not men's. Oh. Arizona, Tennessee. I got Arizona. Same. They right. both, Tennessee did beat them earlier in the season. That's the first so Final Four at, team that we agree on, Arizona. At Tennessee. Uh, Arizona, Final Four. All right, and then we're going to go to the Midwest, spot number four, and around the world, uh, in my opinion, the easiest. Yes. Um, interestingly, in some of the different metrics that I looked at, one that could be the most upset-prone, honestly, in a crazy way, especially the lower quadrant of anything. Uh, I mean, it would be nuts, but you kind of want to pick some of those, but we'll get to it. Kansas against the Texases, Texas Southern, and Texas A&M I'm Corpus Cor- Christi. I'm picking Corpus Christi because their name's cool. Um, they got pretty sweet jerseys too. Yeah, and they cool colors, blue. They look like uh, the Seahawks kind of. I'm going. Well, Kansas is going to win this. Yeah, Kansas. Kansas will throttle them. They'll be probably a 25 point favorite easily. Yeah, San Diego um, State Creighton. This game's interesting. another good game. Yeah, I originally picked San Diego State two and a half point favorite, but San Diego Creighton State. is playing really well. They've mm-hmm. kind of figured it out here in the last couple weeks. San Diego State is very much on the struggle bus on offense, but they have like the number two this overall defense. This is going to be low scoring. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you that. I'm going to go Blue Jays. Um, San Diego State's just weird. And I've got the Aztecs putting them in kind of a meat grinder. I, I've got San Diego State winning that game. Uh, Iowa Richmond. Now this could be interesting because this is completely polar opposites. I was a double digit style. favorite. Iowa is probably the hottest team in America. Keegan Great Murray. scoring team, top five offense, uh, getting better defense. Actually, they're like yeah, around getting a lot high seventies, low eighties on defense. Richmond is a really, really good like old team. Um, I can't pick against Iowa right no, now. They're no. playing too Iowa, well. Iowa all the way. And I'm going to go with my second SDSU in this quad. Yep. Um, my other Great kind of biggest upset: South Dakota State. Number one, I believe, yes, in net effective away field goal percentage, which is a key indicator in games. I mean, like by far, um, they've got some experience. I really like them to be Providence. I know Providence, and I said it's they've won close today. games. Providence has won a lot of close games, probably second just to Wisconsin. They won a very good Big East, and two of their three losses in the Big East were to Villanova. I don't know. They're not quite right right now. They're not the healthiest. They got run by, I think it was Creighton. Um, Yeah, I I got an upset here. I'm going with the Jackrabbits. I did as well. This next game is like a why even play it game, to be honest. LSU LSU is coachless. Iowa State was great early. The fighting Bill Norris is not so great now. Boy. This is weird. I I don't even know. You could flip a coin. I'm going to go LSU because they're the higher seed, and they play good defense. Yeah, they're favored by four. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see Iowa State win, but LSU... Um, they can get it down there. They're also one of the top, I think, five defenses in the nation. I got LSU as well. And then Wisconsin. If you want to take a nap, this is the game to watch it in. The Badgers against the Fighting Toothpastes. Uh, Colgate, another team that kind of grinds it out, slows it down. I want to say they are, yes, number 12 in net away, net effective away field goal percentage. Um, so they're a team that makes buckets on low possession. Wisconsin's pretty reliant on Johnny Davis. He certainly was rusty against Michigan State. Um, obviously, Wisconsin's more talented. I'm going to go with Wisconsin here. Yep, I um, also have the Badgers um, getting the dub here. I think it'll be close-ish. Another tough game. Um, USC 7, Miami football. Florida 10. It's a football game. Uh, USC's a couple-point favorite, one-and-a-half-point favorite here. I think USC... Played in a much tougher league, which is rare to say these days in the Pac-12, but I got USC. Yeah, same. And then Auburn, Jacksonville State. Um, super interesting. Jacksonville State actually is number eight in net effective away field goal mm. percentage. That would um, be crazy. They're one of those teams, when you look at a couple of those crazy metrics, they could get an Auburn. Auburn is super athletic. They got Bruce Pearl, who's but they're a uh, wild card. They are. They're a wild card. They haven't been playing that great lately. They could get hot and get to the Final Four. They could lose this game. Well, I'm just going to say it. I'm not picking it, but don't be surprised. And remember, Andy told you so. If Auburn loses this game, but I say Auburn will. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go with Auburn. Um, 
And they're favored by 15 and a half, which is modest for a two over 15, honestly. Right. All right, Kansas and uh, you have Creighton, I have San Diego State. Kansas. I've got Kansas as well. Iowa, South Dakota State. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, Iowa, for sure. I think Iowa, but again, I mean, San Diego or South Dakota State could be one of the, they could be this year's Cinderella, but I'm going to go with Iowa just based on how they're playing right now. Um, Bohannon can hit it from anywhere in the gym, sadly. This is his seventh year senior. He's going to have old records that will never be broken for three point shooting because nobody else will be plays seven years again. Um, LSU, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. LSU is super athletic, Johnny Davis. much more athletic, but yeah, Wisconsin. I think by then Johnny Davis is right. Wisconsin gets that, gets the Sweet 16. This is USC, intriguing Auburn. Game. Intriguing. Um, Andy Enfeld and A lot of athletes City. on that field, or field court. Um, I think it's, it's kind of a close. football game. Um, yeah, it is. Two powerhouses for football normally. I'm going to go Auburn because I just think they're superior talented, talent-wise. Yeah, I've got Auburn as well. All right, so Kansas, Iowa. I'm going to go against everything that I think about the man and Fran McCaffrey, and I think that Iowa rides their hot streak and gets to an Elite Eight, the farthest a Big Ten team makes it in this tournament. Wow. Yeah, it would be the furthest. I don't have anybody getting past the Sweet 16, including this one. I am not a fan of Kansas. I think that they should be right up there with LSU and Arizona and firing their They're coach. They're good, though. They're but they are good. good. This team is probably... Less despicable than other teams. I mean, Alex Gam. I mean, uh, Brown, who pronounces it Brown, even though it's B-R-A-U-N. He's a stud. What's his name? Oba. Obaji. Obaji's good. McCormick's a good I mean, Kansas is a really good team. They're They're, they're they're solid. So I've got Iowa's run stops here. I've got Kansas. This Um, is where. Then Auburn, Wisconsin. This is where the Badgers run stops. They're going to go walk in that and go. How the hell am I going to guard Jabari yeah, Smith? I just I, don't. Yeah. He's going to take over the game, and they're going to get to an Elite Eight, playing the Hawkeyes. I've got Auburn going to, this is crazy to say, a second Final Four in the last three tournaments. That's crazy, with a coach who had a five-year show cause and couldn't even yeah, coach. I wonder in how he got all these guys. Huh? Uh, yeah, Auburn's another one of those programs that's in that in that boat of cheater coaches. But regardless, um yeah, Kansas Auburn. I'm. In, I have Kansas Ryan out of Iowa. I'm going to go with Kansas here. So I've got, I've got Gonzaga UCLA, Arizona Kansas Gonzaga UCLA in an rematch. epic rematch of last year. I've got Gonzaga, Arizona Kansas. I've got Arizona, and I have in a battle of former longtime assistant coach and mentee. I've got Gonzaga cutting down the nets in New Orleans. Yeah, I got Tech and Kentucky here, and I've got Kentucky. Uh, I think it'd be a close game. Um, and then I've got Zona Auburn, Arizona, and we got two Battle blue bloods going at it. The Wildcats. They probably had played in championship before. I feel like they did. Did they ninety eight? Ninety. Simon Miles Simon. That yeah, yeah. It was ninety eight. I was trying to remember. Uh, was it ninety eight or ninety six? Paget and all those guys. Yeah, ninety eight, ninety six was Syracuse. Yep. And the Arizona Wildcats get their first title since that year with Lute Olson. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, regardless, it should be an epic tournament. Can't we'll, wait. we'll be talking about plenty of uh, the action Cannot from wait. from the first weekend next week in the podcast. Um, get in our contest again. Look for us, the Final Score Podcast on ESPN. Get one entry in there. We'll have a good prize for the winner, and we'll figure out what that is. And if you want to be in the Gam Fam pool with a little bit of a cash prize, reach out to Ryan on text. Let him know. He can give you the credentials to get into that yep. one. Where gambling is legal which it is in Michigan. All right, spot number five, got to keep golf. We're still looking for a golf sponsor, so if you got any good ones, got any ideas, um, you want to be one, let us know. Players this weekend, crazy. But, you know, People call it the fifth major, uh, an epically great course. We've talked about it. It's like it would be about 900, 950 to play it, plus a caddy. Um, for us, the, the public, it's a course that's on my bucket list. They had... Very little luck getting in much golf on Thursday in hot, humid weather before it started to rain, and it rained like three plus inches. They got in us. Did they even get any in on Friday? A little bit, and then and then this epic winter bomb cyclone came through and dumped snow and ice north, and it just severe storms that just trained over um, the Jacksonville area Saturday morning. 
when they finally got out there, they were playing in 40 mile an hour wind gusts. Number 17, which plays 135 yard hole, was a four club wind difference. Guys were hitting as much as a six iron when they <laughs> usually hit a wedge, and they were hitting it and they would balloon straight up in the air. And the thing is, is you couldn't hit like a knockdown, you know, low shot because those things were skidding off the back of the green. I think there were 29 balls on the 60 in the water all week. In 29 that day, on that whole two rounds, three rounds under par. Casey, I think it was one one under. Bubba was four under. And JT played probably one of his best rounds ever, honestly, and was three under in the teeth of it. He he played in more of the teeth of it than the other guys. Um, you know, they finished today. They had to finish the third round today. They finished the, the tournament today, which sucks, you know, for those of us at work and being able to watch TV. Um, my boy, one of my guys, I had Cam Smith and Justin we Thomas. picked him this year. And Cam Smith won me a little bit of money. He won me this week. And then Justin Thomas, I don't remember. He finished, I think, top 20 or so. Uh, he was in there. He was he in was contention. He was tied for 30. Okay, 30. So he was he, top 20 for a while. He fell a little bit out of it. But the question for you this week in this segment, Ryan, because um, we always have a kind of a question we, we banter about. We heard players were pretty ticks because it was also cold right like not only was it windy it was like 50 degrees and so there was a wind chill and sunday morning when they went out it was not as windy but it was like 35 which yeah, you know down there that's the death knell florida for people right i like, wouldn't play in that like so they, they were careful to kind of pussyfoot around complaining i personally view the conditions on saturday and even sunday as like British Open, maybe a little colder. Yeah, I have zero problem because I thought the PGA set the course up in a in a fair way, and they just had to play the conditions. I personally, just like I thought last week when we talked about this a little bit, um, when you make a course really hard, I think it becomes a test of shot making. And I personally had zero problem with it. If you were a player, would you have rather seen them shorten it to a three day event or a you know no. whatever? Uh, I love 54 hole. Why event. not? Why not go the full 72? Right. I, you know, the argument is from people is like, well, done but, Monday. but Kepka and, and, you know, Morikawa and, you know, all these great golfers didn't make it and Rom didn't play very well and JT faltered and Spieth didn't make it. And that's not fun. I disagree. Cam I, Smith, a top 10 player in the world, he won. Yeah. And hey, look, the guy that finished in second, because Cam Smith, if you missed it, like made a, he flirted with. <laughs> I don't know that he meant to hit it that far right on 17. I mean, it looked, when I saw the replay, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's going in the water. And then it ends up being like three feet away, and he, he makes a he birdie, also, which he needed because he went in the pine straw on 18 and tried to just be conservative and chip it out, and it rolled all the way through the green into the water. And he had to make bogey to hold on to win against Lahari, who was like number 333 in the world, kind of like Seb Straka a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Like, came out of nowhere, low-ranked, good for him, had a great weekend. Personally, I just want to see good golf. I don't care yeah, I who's it. at the top of the it. board. Um, and I'd like to fun. see different guys win. So, And you know that Smith one-putted nine of the last ten holes. Oh, uh, he's just like He did that electric. in Hawaii, too. He's just, his, his short game is unbelievable. The wedge that he hit under pressure, because Lahari had a chance. If he would have birdied the last hole, he could have forced a playoff. But the wedge that he hit from however far out he was, you know, 65, 70 yards to three feet. And then to make the putt with pressure, I mean, gamer. he's a total gamer. At one point, he made 10 birdies today. 10 birdies. Yeah. And he was, I think, That's th- remarkable. I think through 10 holes, he had 11 putts or 12 that's putts. That's crazy. Was he the guy earlier? Was it his round? He had the record Hawaii? last year, I think. he had. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was he last had a year round he had. where he had, like, 24 putts been or something Detroit like or something even. Yeah, I something can't remember where it was. but absurd. Nuts. And, you know, he's like a total dude's dude. He's got he's the mullet. Cool he just likes to fish. He's low-key. You know, never mind the golf. fact that he won me a bet, which is hard to do in golf. But um, both I'll tell you what, him. I got my eye on him for the Masters in a couple I, weeks already. I, he's got the game for it, that's for yeah, sure. Absolutely. And I, I, well, I, I had a good pick. I had Hovland. He was top 10. He yeah. was good. But Morikawa, I thought he was a new well. He was garbage. Missed the cut. Um, so, yeah. Valspar, the snake pit. Um, fun course. Wasn't that Burns last year that won Burns it? Burns won first, it last year. Yeah, yeah first, first event. I think he won. He played pretty well. He faltered He's today, played well. Um, he's four over, I think, For a today. year. I mean, he's been really good. My guys. Got the weirdest nostrils in golf. Yeah, it's a, that's a tight course. I know that for a stretch. Um, I'm gonna go with my fi- my favorite for the week, Webb Simpson, a guy that's pretty consistent 
all the way around, hits it straight. Um, and he's due. He hasn't done anything lately. So I'm going to pick him to do something. All right, who else you got? Then I've got Varner, a guy that's played really well lately, and yeah. I really like him. He's um, due for as a win. Person. He's and, a really in his game. Dude. He's a fun, fun golfer to watch. All right, I, I'm going to go with uh, a guy that I still need to find his tequila and try it, but I've got Abraham, Abraham Anser. Um, I like his game. He mm-hmm. played pretty well this weekend uh, down at the Players. And then I toyed back and forth with taking last year's champ. I think it's hard to, to kind of repeat somewhere. So I'm going to go with Keegan Bradley, who was right up there in the really mix. Well. I think he he tailed off a smidge at the end, but I'm, I think he was top five this weekend. He's a sneaky good ball striker. He's won a PGA. He a whack ass. Um, he's got a kind of a weird, like low low hands, squatty swing, but it works. He's accurate. Um, so I'm going to go with Answer and Bradley for my two guys. All right, moving to the sprint, which is going to go back to basketball um, before we wind up here. First sprint spot opening game on Thursday, Friday, Ryan, that you're most excited to watch uh, besides cool. Michigan State. Well, my schedule here. Um, um, I am very excited for, um, I think, I think Murray State, San Francisco, two mid-major teams that are have been really, really good all year. Top, I think they've both been top 30 in Ken Palm and Nett all year. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that one. That's a, that's an under-the-radar game. Uh, I don't remember what day that's on, but I like it. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, there's a lot of good games. I could go with one of my upset picks. Like, uh, you know, kind of I like to see those games where I, th- where I think a team's got a chance, like Vermont, Arkansas, or the Jack Rabbits in Providence. But I'm going to go to Virginia Tech and Texas yep. just because I want to see. One. Chris Beard is a great coach. He's got the system down. He's got the stats, you know, of a champion, uh, albeit as a six seed, and Vatek hot wouldn't have gotten in obviously as an eleven seed winning their tournament. I th- that's probably the game I got my eye on as of what I think might be the best game of the weekend, or at least of the first two days. All right, Ryan, uh, matchup you most hope to see at any point in this tournament? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I would, I would love to see the Arizona-Kentucky matchup, because those are just two freak... You want to win money. I do, but, I mean, that's two freakishly athletic teams. It just would be... Uh, as a lot of NBA guys on one court at one time. i got to say, I really would kind of like to see Iowa-Kansas. Um, I think that would tell a lot about the Big Ten. Um, the Big Ten is, I think, aptly seeded this year with a couple of threes and nobody better than that. Um, I think... They're going to get a fair amount of first and even second round wins, but I just don't see them going very far. But I think that Kansas Iowa game would be pretty intriguing. Yeah, that would be sweet too. All right, um, spot number three here: team that got the shaft on its draw. Well, I'm Colorado put State. Up my clearly. green glasses here, Michigan State, but um, Colorado State. Um, but I, as a sevens fair, would you rather play Miami fair. of Florida? Would you rather play? I'd rather. Play, I mean, Dave, I think Michigan is going to beat Davidson. You, I you, think the Duke part, see, the Duke no. part, pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could, I could. Look but, that. I, I certainly wouldn't want to play Loyola. I could tell you that. We already no. beat them once this year. We wouldn't play them though because we beat them. So. I mean, I think them. it's hard to argue that Colorado State as a six they, didn't they should, get the shaft. I mean, they're playing a team that's should be eleven like that's favored. I mean, they probably they probably got overseeded, but. You know, clearly they got a little bit of the the screw into the draw with where their time of their game is, where they have to go for their game. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to argue that anybody really got a worse a worse deal than them. And um, number four, we kind of talked about this probably a little bit, but what do you have is the toughest region? Definitely the West. Uh, I think I think the West is the the deepest and best, and I think the the Midwest is the easiest. Um, easy, and I'll say easiest path to the final four for any team. I would, I would yeah, think it's I think so. it's anyone in the big. Which West. you know that really honestly that should be for Gonzaga as the number one overall seed. I agree that the West is the toughest, and I think the the Midwest is the easiest. I think the East is the second toughest. So I think your winner is going to come off that left side of the bracket. I mean, unless it's uh, Arizona, obviously is playing extremely, extremely well. But I think the best. You know, version of 32 teams is in the left side of the bracket, bracket west against east. Yep. All right, Ryan, give us any final reminders, turn or contests, all that good stuff. Yep, I just posted out the um, 
the uh, Twitter, uh, on our Twitter here, the, the ESPN bracket game. So go take a look on that. Um, I retweeted it on my own account. Um, so look for that. Um, if you don't have um, social media, you can send us a text, um, you know, message us, email, whatever. MySpace, page us, I don't care. Um, <laughs> ask for it, I'll send it over. Um, so get involved my car in that. Um, stuff like that, but yeah. Super excited, can't wait. I'll throw a little so, shout out to uh, you know one of my longtime best buds from college, Dave Dobb, his son Andrew, who we were trying to maybe get on tonight, who at, I think he's 18, um, super smart kid, created an algorithm to figure out wins. Um, I tested a little bit this weekend with a couple of, you know, 50 cent bets and actually was four out of five on his stuff. So I would have been really interested, Andrew, get in our contest because I'd be really interested to put your bracket against everybody else's. We're not going to ask for your methodology or anything like that, but a little shout out to you. I got one thing. This is my last thing. Fox um, College Hoops posted this four hours ago. This is just a, just a little food for thought going to the weekend. NCAA men's tournament most upset wins. Xavier, 5th place with 12. UCLA, 4th place with 15. Syracuse, 3rd place with 15. Villanova, 2nd place with 17. And Michigan State, 1st place with 18. There you go. 18 Ryan upset. just called it. Michigan State is going to beat Duke. I'm not saying they're going to, but there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. All right, well, thanks for sticking with us. Great podcast. Maybe we gave you some advice. Get in our contest. We'll see how you do. Shout out to Team Anders Realtors, our longtime and one and only sponsor, our presenting sponsor. If you have Realty Needs a Year in West Michigan, visit them at teamanders.com. Meantime, as a kind of famous guy named Michael Jordan once said, Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence win championships. Let's see who's got that going for them.